Hey guys, Joel Kleber here. I'm the host of Ask Jim and welcome to another replay of the Ask Jim. So every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time, you can jump onto our Jim's Group Facebook page and ask Jim a question. And these are the replays from those sessions as well. So we love to have you on the live show and leave Jim a question. We answer um, anything, nothing is off limits, so make sure you do that. Or if not, you can find the replays on our YouTube channel, social media, or you can listen to them on the podcast right here. So we hope you enjoy this episode of Hashtag Ask Jim. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Hashtag Ask Jim. I think we're up at episode number 82. So we're 18 from 100. Let's hope we can get to 100 and be back in the office to do something special for it. So, Jim, welcome along and thanks for doing this again every Wednesday night for us. And we've got people tuning in, leaving questions and comments, which is fantastic. And we're going to actually now, what we want to discuss first, Jim, is your appearance during the week for TV about the about you've done another letter. And obviously, there's some other appearances. Maybe you want to touch on those regarding the dog dog washing especially. Yeah, yeah. Dog wash is a, is a, what can you say about it? Um, salons can open. You can have five or six people working in them. Um, and that's okay. Not, not a threat to public health, but one operator doing the same job alone. Experts say, according to Premier, a serious, a serious danger to health, which is a really interesting point because according to everything I've read, what actually causes infection is people in close proximity. But they're saying, no, no, the more people in close proximity, the less the danger to health, which is lunatic. Now, obviously what's happened is Andy Medic of the Animal Rescue Party, is that what it's called? Something like that, Animal, yeah, yeah, animal, animal Liberation or something like that. Animal yeah. Liberation, whatever, some name like that. Um, basically he's the casting vote that's given Daniel Andrews six months more of arbitrary dictatorial power. So his salons, can operate and, and we can't it's 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 lunatic and it's corrupt um i don't look i don't blame andy for making a deal but i thought it was a pretty pathetic price to ask for, for what he's given the premier the premier is just a life and death power over the whole state and he's all he said is just dog salons i remember one of the things i first asked she was harder. was could our franchisees leave their trailer in the in the driveway and open up a salon at their house i don't see what the difference is not, not allowed to they've, they've investigated that i said they could use foothills they could come there and set up a salon but apparently it's all set up in a way that specifically stops anybody doing something like that uh, what's the reasons why do you know because it seems to me it's I'm, less risky if you do health, that health, health experts i've got to abide by the health experts you say i'm, I'm a very well, well who are they oh i can't say that you know you know <laughs> I mean, what, what's the health experts that say that, that it's safe to have council workers in groups doing a job, but not safe to have individuals? It, it's a lunatic. I mean, he, he barely puts a fig, fig of explanation over any of this stuff. He doesn't need to because people are blindly supporting him. You know, the premier is like, like you know, he's like God almighty. He's, he's perfect in every way. And, and whatever he does must be right. People, people come to me and they, and, and they, I, my, my email is about 20 to 1 in favour of me these days, but the ones that are negative, I answer. And every time I ask the same question, how can you justify this? You know what? Not one person has ever explained why. Um, why people can work in groups doing the same job, people individually can't. Not one person has a reason. All they say is, you know, you've you got to support the Premier. You know, the Premier is doing everything. He's a wonderful man. He's a great, he's co-consultative, which is a pretty big joke. Um, when he doesn't talk to anybody, mm. the dog wash one's very frustrating. I feel sorry for our dog washing and grooming franchisees. There's a lot of them, and they do a great job. And, and yes. I, know they learn a lot, I know a lot of their customers are sending through photos of their dogs being wild and matted and rubbing at their eyes, irritating eyes, and stuff like this. You know, well, I can go to salons now, and they might get, might get infected and they might cause infection, but at least mm. you know, Andy Medic gets his payoff. So <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty disgusting. It's horrible. But it's the same thing. It's crazy. You know, why, the Premier, I've seen a picture of the Premier's lawn. It's beautiful, immaculate. It gets cut probably twice a week because obviously that's a clear danger. If the Premier's lawn got to be a centimetre long, that would be a terrible danger to public health. But of course, a pensioner has knee high grass and trips over it. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, if he, if he breaks a hip, but that's not, that's not public health. We, we, we're only caring for the public health of the community. And the Premier is, is, is a priority and pensioners aren't. Mm, let's get on to it thanks we've got a few comments coming now so dave mcdonald says good evening jim and joel jim on this day at this time 7 p.m in 1956 television aired for the first time in australia do you remember do you remember that no <laughs> we, didn't get, we didn't get tv too much later i remember seeing my first tv when i was a kid it was this weird looking box thing it didn't seem very impressive to me <laughs> really 
Okay, let's go, let's go on then. And then um, we've got uh, Jason Pollock tuning in. It's great. Here you go. Paul Sandals, crazy regarding dog wash. Was so sorry to read that last week. Hang in there, guys. That's mm. from Paul Sandals from Jim's Diggers. I think Paul's bailed from Victoria up to New South Wales. Paul, let us know where you are exactly in the country, Paul. Um, Michael King as well has gone in here with the question. Jim, do you think the curfew is a political move to distract the other failures within the rules of the roadmap? If so, would you believe this is to be, uh, be unconstitutional? If so, would you consider taking his place as Premier? From Michael King. Well, the whole there's there's a very strong question of the, the legality of the whole thing. In actual fact, this group of lawyers have asked me to act as the front for a lawsuit to be put in the Supreme Court. Basically, that the, they've done various things, but this this particular lawsuit is on the basis that the the financial cost is out of proportion to the savings in health. They reckon they've got a reasonable case, and it's going. And I'm, I'm, they want a front person, and it'll be me. So there's all kinds of, of, of ways of challenges in these laws. They're, they're very doubtful. But of course, when the police is behind the premier and the police will do whatever the, the premier says, how can you fight them? I mean, the courts take ages to go through. So as to me becoming premier, well, that's not going to happen. Every week, Jim for PM, everything. It's, it's quite, it's getting a big move. But I was going to say, we saw that cafe owner suing the government today and there's another young person doing it as well. So this is, I this is, the, same, this is the same people, actually. There's okay. one case with a cafe owner, and they go, they're going to run another case with myself. That's what they're talking about. I'm still waiting to get a call from them, but that's that's being planned. The biggest problem they have is people are so scared to speak out. They they, they um, there's fear. There's so much fear. A lot of people know how bad things are, but they're not prepared to speak. The unusual thing about me is that I couldn't. I, I just I just don't have any fear of the premier. Because um, mm. I mean, what what worse can he do? He's he's destroyed as far as he can my whole business and do that without without me antagonizing them at all so you know how can you make things worse premier what do you reckon yeah and that's the one thing i hear is that governments have a way of getting people back which it shouldn't be that case but you have you do hear that comment around the trap saying oh maybe they'll come back and get jim somewhere down the track years to come i hope not not the case but that's what i've been well he did in effect what happened is the police commissioner when i made that first comment on channel seven the police commissioner ordered the his police to target Jim's mowing, not gardening contractors, Jim's mowing. In other words, yeah. the Premier said, this guy's having a go at me, I'm going to get him. But then again, they can't work anyway, so it doesn't make a lot of difference in any case. So um, I don't think, I, I think actually speaking out and making a fuss has had some difference. It's quite noticeable that in his, that he mentions gardeners and landscape gardeners, um, which would include a lot of other people that we do, you know, like fences and so forth, working outside, um, starting on the 28th. In, in the past, he didn't even bother to consider us. As far as he was concerned, we could stay out till Christmas. So I, I do think speaking out has an impact. It, it's, given, it's given us a voice. And I, from what I've heard, public opinion is starting to shift. I, I heard that there was about like a 20% shift against the, against the Labour Party in terms of public opinion, which is why they've also been a move to, within the party to try and boot um, Andrews out. Hasn't worked, but he is feeling some pressure. And I'm very pleased that we've contributed to that in some way. Well, if they want to protect their seats at the next election, they're going to have to do something because they're going to be tired with the same brush. Well, there's also council elections coming up too. Yeah, and then yeah. there's federal elections too, which are before the state elections. So the Labor Party, the federal Labor Party is not particularly keen on, on Andrews because he's doing a lot of damage to the brand. So they do have reasons to try and mollify things, but not enough to actually you know, do something like launch a sensible and, and reasonable and rational response to the crisis nothing as bad as that but he he is feeling some pressure no question now craig watson's gone here hi are you going to bring a gym doll just like scotty cam from the block so scotty cam's a block they must have a doll of him so someone's asked are we going to do a gym doll i guess we could what do some 3d printing i don't know you got all kinds of things how many <laughs> with those t-shirts the t-shirts uh, i haven't heard anything back from the lady yet i think sue's watching i never heard a saw an email or anything i know you saw it said an email about getting it around but i haven't heard anything back so if I know about it, I'll share it. I think it'd be great to have a whole everybody wearing t-shirts. That would be fantastic. That'd mm. be a very visible way of getting things out. Um, well, def definitely get a, get a bit of traction online. Maybe we should do it ourselves. I don't know. She's. I, I don't know. We could do it. We could run a campaign and get them out there. Imagine if if, if ten thousand people started wearing t-shirts. There was one that was said about. Yeah, I want to go. I just want to go back to work. That was a, right. that was a good one. We should maybe yeah, we should yeah. do that ourselves. I yeah, don't know. We could do it. Anybody yeah. wants to, to, to write in and tell us whether you'd, whether you'd buy some sort of a T-shirt protesting about these ridiculous, um, you know, just, just the way that this thing has crushed, crushed the state unnecessarily. Mm. 
Absolutely. Yeah, let us know in the comments here, guys, and we'll get into them and just we can maybe do it, I reckon. It's just a matter of how can we get them out to be shipped. So we might have to use Sue, she's watching, uh, but we can definitely oh, look at it if you would be interested. Just, just bring them here, put them into the foothills, we get somebody to do them. Okay. All right, that's an option. Absolutely. Damien Don says, the Premier didn't even know if people could travel through a stage four from a stage three to another stage three. That was a question today with the travelling. The big ring of the ring around Melbourne now. Hmm. That's the trouble. Everything's based on, on, on off-the-cuff comments from the Premier. Nobody knows the rules. The bureaucrats don't know it. The police don't know it. Even the Labour Party politicians don't know it. Nobody knows except the Premier. And he doesn't even know what it's going to say from one day to the other next. So it's, it's complete chaos. It's not only ridiculously extreme, but it's totally arbitrary and uncertain. And William's got a good evening, everyone. Love the show. And Jim, thanks for standing up for small business from William Rickett. That's nice. So we've got Prashant Goni. Now that the number, now that the number are as expected by Dan, do you think he might allow sole traders like us to go back to work earlier than the twenty eighth? From Prashant, no, no, not at all. Um, the Premier thinks that he's got to be a tough man. Can't change his mind. Can't backtrack anything. That's more important than lives or welfare or, or anything. Uh, that's how I read the guy. He's 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 very um, he's he's not. Almost certainly not not personally corrupt in the sense of, of corrupt in terms of money, taking bribes and stuff. But he is he is immensely corrupted by power. He's driven by power to an extreme degree, and that's obvious in so much of what he does. And and he cannot be perceived to be to be giving way to anybody. Otherwise, it, it takes away from his his image of you know of power. That's all. The Dame Don's going to Jim non-COVID question. I was listening to a podcast this week with Sheldon Solomon. And it got me thinking, do you believe in an afterlife? Are you afraid of death? And what and what to you is the meaning of life? Gee whiz, David, that's a very, very <laughs> open-ended question. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a Christian, so I, I guess I accept there is something beyond. But uh, I, I, I love my life as it is. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm not too keen on is that Jesus said in, in heaven we, there's no marriage. And I like being married. Uh, I want to be married to me. So... <laughs> Uh, no, I don't want to die. I like I like living. If you ask me, there's one particular wish I had is it's the fountain of youth get invented by scientists, so I can um, you know get young again and never never have to get old. I mean that would be mm. that would be fantastic. So <laughs> sorry about that, but uh, <laughs> we we've done a lot of podcasts with Jim. I love, I love what they, I love what the poet says. Um, Do not go gently into that dark night, but rage rage against the dying of the light. So which, which somehow fits a little bit different to my Christian principles but still that's how i feel about it if you want to check out jim's stuff go on youtube type in jim on religion there's a lot of good stuff where jim will go into detail about that as well it's a good question david steve thompson goes does anyone find it interesting that they are trying to get restaurants to trade more outdoors but it's mowing guys can't work the point is apparently it is safer to be outside good point Stephen thompson, steve thompson. That, that's the whole stupid thing about it uh, and gardening pool clean those kind of things are about the safest job you could imagine they're actually they're actually at least as safe as 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 professionals and lawyers and accountants and everybody are working from home, uh, at least as safe. It, it, it's just a pure politics. It's here's these small business owners that the Premier loathes. If he had his way, everybody would be, be employed by the government or by huge businesses with unionised workforce. That's, 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 his, that's his wet dream. Mm. Eric Jergens going, this is taking a very heavy toll on mental, mentally on all of the dog groomers. I have no doubt. I know my wife is having a lot of trouble coping with all of her customers from the metro area that are begging her to please come and do their mm. dog. She has taken quite a number of days off because she just can't cope with all the phone calls from customers. Mm. That's from Eric Jergens' wife, Ricky. It's, it's awful. I mean, I hear terrible stories of, of people suffering and, and the, the fear, the uncertainty, the depression. You know, alcohol consumption is way through the roof. Um, suicide rates are up 30%. The, the damage this thing is doing to that community. I, mean, I would have favoured a moderate crackdown, a reasonable one. But I tell you what, the way it is now, I reckon we should have done Sweden. It would have been better than what we've got now. And he'll never, he'll never crush this thing. He'll never wipe it out. Once it's out, it never, never goes back. That's my absolute prediction. It was from the beginning. You cannot suppress it once it's out into the community. And it's out because it's his fault. He did it. And we'll never get it under control, but he'll keep on trying until there's nothing left in the state. Then hmm. Jill Storwall, yeah, good day, Jill from Call Center goes, I have used a dog groomer for near on nine years. And even though she is a private studio at home, she rang me today to say she can't even operate during it to being a home business. So now hmm. we have animal cruelty to add to the list of Dan's doings from Jill. Yes. It's brutal. It's ridiculous. 
Okay. All right. Let me just go and hear if you, I hear one from Anthony as well for a pretty long name. Uh, perpetual violations under the PHW Act is disproportionately keeping everyone under control. Section 5791057 are all being violated in a continuous manner. They want to lock us up. Meanwhile, they get to run free to cause chaos. This is from Anthony's a comment. I don't know. I, 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 I wonder if it was up to me, I think we'd have wide scale civil disobedience. I think, I think what's happening is so outrageous, but people are very scared these days. They fear they won't speak out. They won't speak up against the premier because they're afraid of him. They won't break the law because they're afraid of the police. And, and, you know, I mean, in general terms, I'm strongly in favour of obeying the law, but sometimes if a law is unjust, I always think of Gandhi and the salt tax, where he led this vast army. Of, remember the scene, the film Gandhi, where, where they yeah, actually went to the salt works and they got, and these, um, uh, like the Sikhs were with, armed with clubs and as each person came up two rows, they clubbed them and they fell down and they wore up and they clubbed them again. That was an amazing moral courage. Um, and Gandhi was, was wonderful. And, and so I wish, I wish we could have some of that moral courage, but, but we are very timid people these days by comparison to what those guys went through. Well, do you think people are scared because of potential retribution that they might have imposed on their business? Let's say an ATO ordered out of the blue or something, you know what I mean, mm. uh, down the track. Do you think that's one of the reasons why they're not going yes. as hard as they probably should? People are very scared of the Premier. He's been so powerful for so long. He controls so much. He controls the police. He controls, to a large extent, the courts too. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I hope franchises watching and independent businesses watching have actually put your claims in for compensation. Now, the interesting thing about that is you can appeal to VCAT. To what extent is VCAT? I mean, the claims are overwhelmingly good because there's no health reason for shutting down small businesses working alone. There's no evidence that we're a danger to health. So if you looked at the, the, the law, we've been unjustly deprived of it. So we should get full compensation, but will VCAT do it? Now, I was asked my, my son, who's one of my sons who's a lawyer, he says that um, I asked him what kind of pressure can the Premier put on VCAT people? And he says, well, they're appointed every seven years on the advice of the Attorney General. So in effect, what the Premier can do is say, if you don't do what I want, you, you're out of a job You know, when your term is up. So that's going to be interesting to see. Can the Premier control the courts? Because that's, of course, when you've got a dictator, and, and Daniel Andrews is an is a elected dictator, the, the, the two differences are um, we've got a, a strong media, at least certain media, that the ABC is totally craven, of course, and they support him. Um, but you've also got the judiciary. Now, to what extent is he able to control the judiciary? We don't know quite that yet. But he's got extraordinary power, much more power than anybody's thought possible, what, he, what he's doing and what he can do. Well, it might be interesting to see what happens post this, you know, whether there be things changed and, you know, various things to limit powers. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I hope so. Um, if anybody's seen our last letter, did you post a letter five, number five on yep. YouTube? Yep. On the, That's on basically an appeal page. to people to contact the Labour members of Parliament and ask them to, to get rid of the Premier. And, and you know, I, I'll offer to, to go and talk to them. If they change the, the, I'll go and talk to them. And I'm not, I'm not at war with Labour Party. I just want to see my people fairly treated and the rest of the economy too. So... The best thing any individual can do is to put pressure through the public, pass, pass everybody you know, and get people to, to, to go for the MPs, because they're the only people that can hold this guy to account. And there is a move within the party. The power brokers are very concerned. They're trying to look at getting, getting Andrews out. They know he's toxic. They know he's going to hurt them a lot if he continues. So what we've got to try and do is to help that along. So practical thing is pass the word, pass my letters around, write to your MP, especially if they're Labour. I mean, Liberals would be wonderful. They're on side and they, they take my calls these days. I'm <laughs> very important. Liberals share, liberal share all your stuff on Twitter. A lot of politicians are very, very active on Twitter. And every time you do a letter, they share it. So they're yes. very, very vocal with that. Share it through social media in any way you can. Twitter. YouTube, Snapchat, the whole lot. Just I'm not much on social media myself, but, but, but share it as much as you possibly can. And let's try and get it through to the MPs to tell them the community is turning against this guy. What, what he's doing is not popular. Twitter's it, probably, Twitter and Facebook are the two easiest ones for anyone watching. And Jim's nearly up to 2,000 followers on Twitter, so make sure you follow him there. So we've got Colin Harper has gone in business. It is said to never waste a crisis. With this in mind, 
What has the Jim's group done to not waste the crisis? That's a good one, Colin. Well, um, we've done actually very well out of the crisis, out of COVID, if you want to look at it that way, because our problem has been, as any franchisee will know, we've tended to have far more work than we can cope with. The volume of leads has risen dramatically over recent years, particularly since we put the surveys in and the customer services improved. Um, we're not growing as fast as we could because it's been hard to attract franchisees because the economy has been so good. Now, this year, until the crisis, we were doing phenomenally because the work was up, but franchise inquiries were like doubled. So we've got a tremendous potential to, to grow. So, you know, we, we're doing quite well out of the crisis in that particular sense. And, and, I, and I have to say, a thousand times over, I would much rather it never happened because the pain it's, it's inflicting on so many people is, is beyond, beyond belief and, and, and the destroyed lives and, and, and everything else that's going on, terrible things. I know, I know two families of franchisees who've, got, who've had attempted suicides in the house. These people I personally know about. I mean, what's going on there is, is shocking. But as Jim's group, as I said, we're, we're doing okay. We're actually, we're doing some wonderful things. We've reorganized our, um, revamped our divisional support systems and we're doing a lot better that way. We're starting to actively sell um, regional franchises interstate for our new divisions, which have got off the ground. We're starting to move those. Jim's Jobs has been launched. It's, it's being tested. It's still got a lot of way to go, but it's going to be the most fantastic program. Even by the end of the year, it'll be really, really good. And it's going to be so much better next year. So there's a lot of really, really good things happening in gyms. In fact, this is this is one of our most productive years ever. But um, yes, I just want to go back to work. That's all. And also from the media, Jim's obviously done a lot of good national stuff mm. as well, which obviously we didn't want to do, but Jim was good enough to do it and been pushing it as well. Well, look, in the, in the beginning, a lot of people were very scared of, of the fact that, um, you know, we've been seen as negative. And you do get customers occasionally writing and saying, I'm, I'm, because of, you know, what Jim said, I'm going to yep. cancel their service. But the overall impression has been overwhelmingly more positive. And I've spoken to people who are expert in this area, and he said, this is the most incredible PR thing you've ever done, I've ever seen. Your, your image and image of Jim's has gone through the roof because of this. Um, I would say, you know, many, 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 many times over, we're going to be benefiting from this. Now, again, I say I don't welcome the crisis. I wish it would never happen. I wish it could go away tomorrow and, and the economy be back to. But from a PR point of view, it's actually done us some, some, a lot of good. Yeah, I think the comments from some sometimes in Queensland and stuff you hear, oh, Jim's is not as well known up here. Well, now they know with the national coverage that Jim's getting. Don't worry, they know now. We've Daniel got great Lackey's, report support from interstate too. If anybody, people in the state are a bit more, um, a bit more supportive than Victoria. People in Victoria are very woke, very timid, very, very scared. Very woke. <laughs> good word, good word, Jim. That's a very young person's word. Well, we're the most left-wing, greeny state in the whole Commonwealth. Um, <laughs> if I could, if everybody, I, I'd emigrate. I'd tell you what, anywhere else but Victoria <laughs> right now. It's just my so, family and everybody else. Everybody's here, but goodness gracious, it's the worst state there is. I like that. Stay, stay woke. You're picking up the lingo. That's a good one. Daniel Ackie's gone. G'day, Jim. How are you going, mate? Jim, what do you reckon who would win in a punch-on with you and Dan Andrews? Uh, if there's any conciliation, I reckon you'd have him. <laughs> well, he's probably 20 years younger than me, but I think I would. He looks pretty soft and flabby, that guy. <laughs> I think Jim, or Jim, Jim's got his covered for cardio. I reckon you wear him out in the later rounds, Jim. Yeah, I'm pretty fit. I, I, I work I work physically hard, several several quite a few hours a week. I do my running and rowing and lot, lots of fast walking and stuff. I, I think I'd probably wear him out. But uh, having said that, I don't really believe in political violence. I think that um, I think we've got to get rid of this guy from other means. I do believe in, this, in the systems of democracy, even though sometimes he would be very nice to land, land a big sucker punch in his belly. <laughs> I won't do that, even if I could. No, no, no. No violence. Jim Mayweather, Jim Mayweather, look out for it. Ricky, Ricky Wallace has gone, Jim, you said you had legal advice claiming we could work. So why wasn't there legal action taken by you from Ricky Wallace? Um, yeah, but, but what happened in the beginning, you, you're referring to the original stage four guidelines that came out, what, how long ago was that? Seven weeks ago. Yeah, um, actually said small operators, single operators working alone can work. That was in the guidelines. Now, when the Premier came on and made a statement about you can't get your lawns mode and your houses clean, I got onto two different lawyers and said, what's the law? And they said, the law is what's in the regulations from the Department of Health and Human Services. They're not based on 
what the Premier said at a press conference. That is the law of Australia. In that case, if you work, you, you, you'd win any appeal because it's the law that you're following. Now, then the Premier changed the regulations, of course, because the regulate law. And so at that stage, we couldn't work. But as far as people working is concerned, these laws are a doubtful legality. There's every chance that if, if we appealed the fines, and we will actually, if, people, if any of our franchisees actually get fined, we'll actually, we'll actually defend you in court. We'll, we'll appeal. We'll pay all the costs. If anybody does get fined for working, we'll do that. Um, there's a good chance you would actually get you off because of the fact that, that these laws are a very, very doubtful constitutional ability. But to do that, you have to be prepared to go out and be fined, and most people are prepared to do that. I know some people are working, but not most. So we've got Dave McDonald says, the three things people find the hardest to say is, I was wrong, I need help, and Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> the third one, Worcestershire It's a good one. Yeah. Then Daniel Ackie's gone, Jim, would you walk away from Christianity if it meant you'd get to sack Dan Andrews during a press conference? That's a pretty no, unique question. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. Um, no. That's a unique question, Dan. I never had it, but we ask everything on our shin. You can't, you can't give up. What Jesus said, you, 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 what's the point if you give up the whole, the whole world? You gain the whole world but lose your life. What, what's the point of it? What's the point of life if you don't do what's right? And then Ricky Wallace has again gone, Jim, if the law is unjust, why aren't you taking legal action against the world? Oh, that was, we just answered that one again. Okay, Dave McDonald, do you watch well, Grand I, I am actually. First of all, as I said, we would defend anybody. But secondly, I'm actually fronting, going to be fronting this legal action for this exact point. And hopefully it's going to happen in the next few days. So, yes, I'm doing everything I can legally to challenge the, 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 um, the Premier. And I'll put my own money into it too. Make sure, guys, you share and comment the feed if anyone wants to join in on it so they can tune in and ask Jim a question about it too. Damien Don says, do you watch Grand Designs? It's my favourite show at the moment. I like watching all the unique houses that people come up with. One day I want to build a house out of the shipping containers. So do you watch Grand Designs at home, Jim? Is the question. No. I like political stuff, actually. Um, the, the loudest the loudest um, voice in the room about Roger Ailes, that was really interesting. I mean, it's a total sleazebag, but it was, it was really interesting <laughs> what he did because this is the guy who did Fox News. Yeah, and what I'm happened is, last week. Yeah, that's right. So I, I love that kind of show, and uh, I love historical things like anything about Rome or those kinds of areas. And and yeah, most mostly well, maybe, um, yeah. we watch we watch this thing, thing called Molly. Something about Molly, who was as a but a professional card game and so forth. That was really interesting. So a lot of a lot of interesting stuff around. Well, what's your opinion on um? Well, speaking of Fox News, Donald Trump with the Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Really? Yeah, he got that. Have you seen it? He's been nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes from the Norwegian, someone on the Norwegian Parliament or something for the UAE deal with um with Israel. Oh, <laughs> I do not come if you didn't know. What he's, he's a horrible man. I mean, I mean, I have to say that being being generally right of center, and I have real, real sympathy for the people who support him. I mean, the people who are so despised by the. The left wing establishment, but all the same, he's an awful man. He really you have to is. check it up after this, after this. But he's been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, and I'll tell you what, if he wins it, look at look at that'd be such a joke. I mean, it really that, would be. That'd be twenty twenty summed up in a nutshell. Anthony, uh, he gone. He would you go as far as to call it treason? So Anthony uh, Duchesne with a question: Would you go so far as to call it treason? What Stan Andrews is doing? No, it's not treason because he's the powers that be. Mm. Overturning him would be treason, I guess. If, if you're talking about dictatorship. But no, and Chris, King, and Christopher King can't commit. Um, there's, there's, there's a rhyme that says, um, treason never prospers, so they say. It is true enough, forsooth, and here's the reason. If traitors, treason fails, the traitors lose their heads. If treason prospers, none dare call it treason. There you go. We'll move on to the next one with some nice poetry there. Okay, Christopher uh, Cannavaro, here we go. I uh, rode my bike uh, past of the few lawn mowing jobs today within the 5K radius during my exercise time. And what a mess a couple have been done by some owners, but most don't have anyone to mow them and we're a mess. Also saw six council workers carrying on. No masks. I'm not happy, Jim, from Christopher. No, you're right. That gets people more upset than anything because it's so inconsistent. There's no possible way to justify council workers in groups able to operate single operators alone cannot that's not health that's politics yeah i feel sorry for you christopher very frustrating 
Then Dwayne Paisley's gone, Jim, with only 300 cases active in the public and the other 900 in aged care. Do you think this will make Daniel Andrews open up earlier and use some common sense from Dwayne? Um, if he had common sense, we wouldn't be in this mess in the first place. This is a guy driven by politics, driven by power. I don't think common sense or humanity or concern for the less fortunate or anything really relates to this guy. I think, he, I think he's a kind of a, you know, they say all power tends to corrupt. Absolute power tends to corrupt absolutely. I think he's been corrupted by power to an extraordinary extent, and that's all he can think of. You know, be powerful, be strong, get my own way, crush anybody who gets in my way. And it's worked for him so far. He's a very Paul clever politician. Gone. He's not crazy. He's a very cunning, clever politician. I think in the end, our civil society is strong enough to bring him down. But he's, he's been very, very successful at what he's done. But he's a really... It's shocking what's happened. I, I just couldn't comprehend that this could go on in Australia, that somebody could have this kind of arbitrary power so so cynically displayed, not even not even a fig leaf of, of health to cover his naked power grabs. It's it's quite appalling. Yeah, I'm very frustrated. You know, this personal story for anyone I'm watching, but my mum's got early onset dementia due to bipolar and she's in a nursing home at 63. So she had a birthday on the on the Sunday, you know, and that's that's mm. a year. I won't get to see her in person, you know, and that's that's what it's cost me, and it's quite frustrating. So, yeah, yeah I know there's a lot of stories like that. Poor uh, people Paul Sanders dying alone. It's, it's it's awful. What what you hear is just so heartbreaking. I mean, in a sense, I don't know. I mean, this whole struggle is kind of energizing, but there's this leaden weight hanging on all the time about all the people I know who are suffering. It's very hard to take. It's really like a <laughs> like a weight on you all the time i can never because people contact me i've got so many people my inbox is overflowing with this stuff it's it's really i just wish the premier could could hear a tent to what i hear i don't know whether he changed his mind or not but he's he's so insulated he's so apart from any sense of the of the, of the terrible hurt that's been done i think he's immune from empathy you know i don't think if you've got a if you've got a normal emotional intelligence i don't know how it couldn't affects you to make change in the decision. So Paul Sandals has gone. He VCAT is the lowest court. We just need a case to be successful at the county court via appeal and all future VCAT decisions must use this as precedence. Only legislation can override. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that's actually what we intend to do. It's, an, it's a new policy for those who haven't quite, I don't think we've, um, I've actually urged as many franchises as possible to make the appeal to compensation, which um, will almost certainly be refused, of course. Um, then we'll actually pay for a number of appeals to VCAT. And then if and when they're knocked back, depending on, they might get through, actually. It might actually, it might actually be accepted. I don't know quite what the Premier's going to be able to pressure VCAT. But um, if not, we'll, we'll appeal to the Supreme Court. It's actually the Supreme Court that next one up. It goes from VCAT to the Supreme Court. So we'll appeal to them. Now, if we get that established, you're right, then everybody else puts a compensation claim and goes to... And, and then and then it's going to be automatically it has to be they have to follow the superior court so this is a good one because the um it'll it'll cost franchisees nothing except down the track a bit they'll have to pay the the vcat but that's only a couple of hundred dollars but you know it's most comic, people Paul. lost a lot more than that like you know we're talking about people losing twenty thousand dollars and so forth and dog wash more so i'm hopeful that if we rush it right and I'm, we're going to fund all this. This isn't going to cost franchises anything. We we'll, we will fund these cases. We'll do it ourselves, or we'll get GoFundMe. We'll get support from different people. So we, we're going to fight this out. And I'm going to try and get every one of my franchises all their money back. It's a good comment, Paul. The Dame McDonald says, "I was surprised on Sunday that the pre that the Premier knew where Horsham was on Sunday. We had one case, but it was someone who moved to Melbourne four months ago. I would like to know the percentage of the virus in the public." From Dave McDonald. Mm -hmm. I think he's originally a country person, uh, the Premier, David, so that's probably why I knew Horsham. Um, Brad Shee's gone, when, when are you appearing on Quanda Q&A? That's a very good question, Brad. When are you appearing on Q&A? Well, we've been asking. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like, called me two weeks ago. I'd love, yeah, I've, I've actually said to, 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 to Joel that, that I'd love to be on Q&A because, I mean, Q&A is incredibly leftist. You've got a leftist audience. <laughs> You've got a leftist commentator and you've got everybody else who's going to be leftist there. But I would love for them to go on and try and explain on national television why it's safe for, for group people to work together when it's not safe for one person to do the same job. It's unanswerable. And you can argue about the curf curfew. You can argue about lots of things. 
But how can you possibly justify that? I'd love to see these lefties actually explain on national television how this can be anything but a power grab. And I just keep on hammering the point again and again. I'd love to go on Q&A. I don't think they put me on because they don't want anybody who's going to crush this, their, their comfortable little left-wing, greeny, you know, love fest. But I, I'll, I'll go and I'll do it. I reached out to him two weeks ago, Brad, and the lady called me the next day. And then um, I said, Jim would be a fantastic guest. And I just I couldn't get a thing out and they blah, blah, blah. And they haven't got back to us yet. So I did reach out to him. They did contact me. But maybe they've watched some stuff with Jim and thought, oh, no. I don't know if he would fit our panel. I don't know. I hope not. I hope they come back out to you. They sometimes they, they, they do occasionally have a sort of a – but I think they, they, they try and put somebody on who's going to be reasonably feeble because they, they don't want anything but an overwhelming leftist greeny slant. I think that the well, I know you know people are saying I shouldn't attack the ABC, but but they are. It's pathetic that a, that a, that a body that gets a billion dollars in taxpayer subsidies can only represent ten percent of the population. The, the the hard green lefties. I I think it's appalling. Even the, even the BBC in in the UK does a much better job of, of giving diverse viewpoints. But to the ABC, there's one viewpoint only. And I reach out. I've got a number. I might give her another call and try and try and get you on and see what they can do. Try and try and say, Jim will go with your narrative. Then you go on there and just go bang. I reckon that'd be the way to go because it's live. Yeah, I'd love to do it. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon they could. They could answer me. You'd be great. I reckon. I reckon you'd be really good to because I will hammer the points about the inconsistency, the hypocrisy of it, and they cannot answer it. Which, for this reason, they probably wouldn't have me on because they know it's unanswerable, and they don't want to, they don't want to show anything that, that that departs from their from their narrative. I'm going to reach out again. I think you'd be good. Try it. If they're interested in good TV, they'll have you on. And then Eric Jurgen says, on a lighter night, it is lovely to see what a positive influence Joel's new lady has made. Just look at the how clean and tidy his place is. Looking great job. No, I've been getting comments about bins and stuff, so they're all hidden over there. Don't worry, the place is still messy as ever. <laughs> David McDonald says, I'm not a Christian and I'm not an atheist. I just believe in putting others' needs before my own. That's from David McDonald. That's very nice. Okay. Now, there's a big interesting, one. Interesting thing about that, David, is that even though you're not a Christian, that's a very profoundly Christian statement. And what's actually happened, the, 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 what you might call humanism isn't really humanism, it's Christianity minus God. And because if you actually go back to the Roman Empire, which was the, where Christianity arose, the, 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 if you wanted to do a really fun, I mean, a really fun family entertainment, what you would actually do is you go to this big um, like outdoor arena and then you would see people being torn apart by wild beasts, tortured to death, slaughtered in mass. And you'd say, ah, fantastic. This is so good. This is so fun. That was the way the Romans used to have fun. That was the environment that Christianity grew up in. And that only stopped when the Christian emperors came along and said, we're not going to torture people to death for public entertainment anymore because that is not right. So even though you're not a Christian, you actually have profoundly Christian ethics, which has been driven by 2000 years of Christianity. The biggest problem is that as Christianity fades in the West, you see Christian ethics is fading. And we already saw that when they when they got rid of Christianity from Russia for the workers and tens of millions died from famines. And the, and the Nazis, of course, were very much on getting with Christianity. And so you had, you know, 20 million dying in death camps and so forth and mass murder on a huge scale. So it's very getting rid of Christianity is is is, you know, it's, it's going to have some problems with it, I can tell you. And, and that's not going to get any better because you take away the moral basis of what our society is built and, and it won't go well. Good comment, Dave. We did a podcast on this where I got destroyed. So if anyone wants to go to YouTube and type that in, uh, you'll see that as well, where Jim elaborates. Uh, Aaron Harrison's gone, hi, Jim. This is what I sent to the DHHS today. Do you think there'll be any changes prior to going back on the 28th? I can't read the whole one because it's pretty long, but it's basically saying, um, you know, the mowing franchisees can go back to work on the 20th of September. They are only permitted to work alone. Many of yes. my franchisees have staff members and large customer bases that by time to time go back to work and they will not have serviced those jobs for well over two months. As you can appreciate this time of year, the grass and shrubs go very quickly and be out of control. I urge you to consider, reconsider these guidelines so they don't make any sense as we work outside and we know health threats are anyone. We've been very patient in what has been a very traumatic time. So it's basically an email there pointing out. Well, how I mean, they're been. not going to listen to you. I, I, I had need to say that the premier's basically said, you know, these are small business owners, let's try and crush them. I mean, I don't, I don't think common sense or humanity or fairness or justice or anything else has anything to do with it. 
Um, I, I, I'm not happy about that, um, not at all, obviously, and we're trying to get it changed. That's one reason we're not going to stop fighting even after the 28th. For a start, my dog wash, people can't go back. We can't put our employees on, even with the most rigorous things. All I can suggest is if you can work out a way to get them to work separately so they take a different house and you just keep an eye on or something like that, maybe follow them up and get the money. I, I don't know how you're going to be able to do it. But well, look, I, I feel for the blokes they, and the girls because they're going to be rushing everything to get working and maybe do injuries. There might be. Well, I feel for the workers know. too, actually. They don't necessarily yeah. throw that out of work and they're not, you know, it, it, it's pretty tough for them as well. So it's, it's, it's not good. But what can you do? Mm, absolutely and then yes yeah, son david don says he's even emptied the bin okay here we go david don the mexicans agreed to pay for the wall they just built it around donald <laughs> it's quite a funny comment um here we go uh chris barrett do i need to be a sky news viewer to get my lawns mowed from chris barrett i know you've been <laughs> in sky news a bit. <laughs> quite funny one as well then eric we have ways in yet okay Warwick Thomas, what do you expect the percentage of unserviced mowing leads will be when we go back mowing in Victoria? It's a good question, Warwick. Most. I mean, I mean, what can you do? It our guys are going to be so busy catching up, and this is spring for heaven's sake. In fact, it'll be October by the time they go back. September, October, November in the in the southern states is the busiest time of the year. So I, I think I think I think ninety percent of our leads are probably going to be unserviced. What can we do? Mm. And Dion Henderson's gone, hi, Jim, are you able to do a press release to notify people that we are still working in regional Victoria as a lot of people think we are supposed to be locked down like Melbourne and are not allowed to work from Dion? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a press release is only what the press will, will print. We have quite success in getting into the media, but they need a story and, and regional people being able to work isn't the story, I'm afraid, so they won't release it. So this I'd just say no there's franchisors. I'd say franchisors to run some ads online really cheaply, like on social media and stuff. You can get a lot of traction with that, just saying, you know, book your local gym now or whatever it is. And that's probably the best way to go about it. Are the leads really drying up though from, from lack of work? I wouldn't have thought so. Are they in regional centres? I, well, I, I had some guys on from Jim's mowing last week from Jim's uh, Ben Ward's new starters in Geelong. And apparently they're all flying. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be surprised if people aren't booking their jobs in. Um, I, th I think they probably are. You'll, you'll find if you, if if they aren't, well then see. We're in spring. Don't forget in Victoria, so the, the grass will be growing. People want their lawns mowed. They still keep on ringing up from Victoria, but we can't handle them. Can't help them. I've heard. Well, I've heard that people franchisees have been getting called to do do not saying dodgies, but customers just going, "I'll just do it." You know, I won't. You know, and the franchisees have been good enough to say no, but they're getting a lot of requests, and it's hard for them to not back any. Well, the the trouble is too is that, is that is that there's people out there who are who are uh, fans of the premier who will dob them in. One lady actually wrote to me and said that um, she has Jim's mowing coming and he's, he can't come, but the neighbour had an independent contractor. And so he spent three quarters of an hour on the phone to the COVID line or whatever, trying to dob him in and couldn't get through. And uh, well, I just wrote back to her and said, look, I appreciate what you're saying, but I wouldn't deny anybody the chance to have a, have a job to work if they can. And David McDonald says we should start an Andrews Inquisition. Nobody expects the Andrews Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> No one's yeah. bad as he is, that's for sure. <laughs> then Tim May, how did Jim's Diggers franchise for three years? Okay, this is not good to hear, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because this is uh we always in transparency. Tim mm. May says, How did Jim's Diggers franchise for three years? Worst thing I've ever done. Out of my own and beat best thing I could have done. Jim Jim's logo is really irritating to me now. Did you see a number of people really suffer from joining up? So Tim obviously didn't have a good experience, but we read everything out. Yeah, well, look, some people don't succeed. Um what I would say is that um, statistics show that people who go into their own business, particularly things like cleaning and, and mowing and so forth, between 90 and 95% fail in their first year. With us, it's around 105 to 11%. And when I say fail, that includes people who've gone independent or been offered great jobs and so forth. So we have a much better strike rate than most people do going into business. So I'm sorry it's been a, a poor experience to you. But one of the unique things about gyms, though, is that if you... You come in from us, you get trained, you get initial client base. You can pay four grand and just walk away and have your own business. And people do that quite not uncommonly. So if you really don't think the brand's worth it, we're not going to hold you to it. We're not like a kind of company that says you're with us forever. And we, and we, we just, $4,000, that's, that's all. That, that, that's about, you know, six months worth of fees. But if, if you don't really want to be part of us, then, then, then go independent. Well, it's good to hear you're doing well, Tim, and, and leaving a comment. Um, Dion Henderson's gone, hi, Jim. Do you think we should have our trailer sign written to notify people that we have a COVID-19 safety plan in place? 
as it is now a regulation if we are still working? Good question. Mm, not really. I mean, I mean, you can carry it with you if you like. Just print something out and hand it to people. Most clients aren't concerned. I mean, honestly speaking, how how can you how can you be effective if you if you're mowing somebody's lawn you don't see the customer? You're not even touching services. What would you? How could you? How could you get an infected? Or how could you pass an infection when you're mowing somebody's lawns or digging their gardens? Even in a house, you know, if you were infected, if you touched the surface, you could possibly. But you know, pool care, lawn mowing. Fencing, you, you can't convey infection these ways. Just carry that plan in the car, though, in case you get pulled over or stopped. I guess is the main thing with that one. Well, just Jim's just, mind, yeah. just do it. I mean, I mean, even even after the regulations are off, and I'd say that to anybody interstate too, just keep proper personal distance. You know, wearing masks and stuff if that's required. You know, just just show that you, you you're concerned about the issue. I, I'm look. I think that the present regulations are a vast over that they've been done vastly too much but at the same time i'm certainly in favor of sensible precautions mm. then uh, here we go i'm david don jim do you like you like mind monty python do you like red dwarf if so i'm coming down for a marathon have you <laughs> seen red dwarf i have tried it and couldn't get into it monty python yeah. i love i've just been watching it again it's 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 uneven but some of it's so funny it's just hilarious spanish inquisition is great yeah that's great you, i'm surprised you didn't like red dwarf with being space and stuff yeah. Well, I just watched yeah. the cheese shop last night, actually, which was really, really good. Um, dead parrot sketch. Uh, just, 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 just fun. Mind you, some of the stuff they do now, you could never make Monty Python now without <laughs> raising too many sensibilities. It'd be seen yeah. as sexist and all kinds of things. It would be completely impossible to make such a show. If you watch reruns from ten years ago, some things you think, "Oh no, that would not be done today." Yeah. Adam Lumsden's gone here. Hello, Jim and Joel. Starting 12 months ago today. So well done to Adam Lumsden for his one year in Jim's business. Let us know how you're going as well. Happy anniversary. anniversary. Exactly. Dave McDonald says, I believe in Christianity, but I don't believe in God from Dave McDonald. It's an interesting comment. It's basically, yeah, what is it? Christian ethics, Christian belief systems. They're they're very different. Christianity has transformed the world. People don't even recognize what a difference it's made because it's it's so much part of our culture. And Paul, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll keep myself out of it. Paul Sands gone. Tim, sorry to hear, mate. Uh, you know we had a major management change three years ago, thanks to Jim. We also bow to have a dedicated franchise on South Australia. We would regrant you a franchise for no cost if you're interested. So Paul Sands was reaching out to Tim on air as well regarding that as well. David McDonald says, are the customers going to pay more for their lawns to be mowed because they are so long? That's a good question, David. What about the charges with the customers? Well, yeah, absolutely they should. I actually had a, a complaint today where the the, um, the customer wanted the lawn done every four weeks. Um, the, 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 the customer was complaining. He put a formal complaint through. The, the, the franchisee was rude because they wanted to charge them more for a four-weekly job than a two-weekly job. And the, and the franchisee just simply pointed out, well, you know, it's, it's four weeks, it's going to be longer grass. So I actually deleted the complaint in the bad survey because it was an unfair comment. And I said to them, you did the right thing. Of course you should charge more. Dave McDonald says, most people have been happy for me to come and many say, take that stupid mask off. Uh, I just say it needs to be on in case someone complains. That's different country people, David. They're a lot more mm. relaxed, I reckon, with these things. Then Craig Watson's gone, hi, Jim. I had a lead the other day and I'm in New South Wales and called the co- customer within two minutes of getting the lead. And when I spoke to the customer, I since found out that she was in Dickens- Dixon, Canberra, ACT. Will I still have to pay for the lead or not? From Craig. <laughs> If it's in the wrong, if it's completely the wrong place, no, you shouldn't. That's up to your franchise order to knock it off. We can't do that. But yeah, that's the one, that's one reason. Sometimes people, you know, you get a job in Q, which is K-E-W, and it's actually C-U-E in, in Perth. <laughs> Obviously, we don't expect you to fly the yeah. nullaboard to do the job. So <laughs> that, 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 sh- that would and should be knocked off. And if it isn't, you can, you can email me about it. Hmm. That's a good one there. We've got Louise Cooper. When can mowing businesses start working again? Generic question there from Louise. Well, 28th, the sole operator is 28th in, in uh, Metro Melbourne. As of what's the indication now, but goodness knows whether that's going to be the case or not. Yeah, well, and then Louise Cooper's gone again. Do you know if sole trader mobile businesses will be eligible for the 3K grant, uh, Victorian grant? The $3 billion? No. no. Well, I think that is a 3K grant for sole traders for individuals. I don't know what that is, actually. I only know the $3 billion, which is carefully crafted not to give our guys any work. It's only we send that to our franchisees in, 
in Victoria, all the ones that have been affected. And um, you get, uh, but it, it basically applies to things like if you're renting premises and if you've got yeah. workers that are on, on um, WorkSafe, which, which yes. doesn't apply to most of our people. Yeah, you're right. And because we had Gary Hertog, who was on Seven News, I think it was on yesterday or the day before. Now we asked him about the grant specifically, and he can't get anything with that. And he's a sole operator. The, these grants are basically are basically designed to, to, to screw small traders. Anything anything back the individual self-employed person, they anybody else is going to get help before them. That's just the way the whole thing works out. It's it's totally pathetic. And Martin Bakula was asked that question in the in the conference. They said, "Well, why, what about mum and dad businesses and stuff?" He just basically ignored it and said, "This is not designed for those businesses." No, it isn't. It isn't. And and and, and it is designed to drive those businesses out as much as possible. Get everybody into large, you know, wage slaves in large corporations. That's what that's what the premier would would prefer. No question about it. And then Dave McDonald says, "I have to mow my own lawns, and they are four feet long. It keeps raining on the weekend." Jim, can you make Jim's mowing mow my lawn? LOL. <laughs> <laughs> please engage the franchisee maybe then david when you can uh stuart rainbow says been a strange year just hoping we can keep these averages between 30 to 50 looking forward to the mowing relaunch can't wait to hear those mowers humming at 8 a.m on the 28th 12 days to go it's a good attitude yeah yeah me too i, I just i'm just fearful though that, that he'll stop it again whenever he feels like it because the thing is he kind of the premier treats the state like his naughty children. He say if you get infections and it doesn't go down below, so then I won't let you go back to work because you know you're, you're naughty kids and, and therefore I'm going to spank you by making you stay off work for another month. I mean, you could easily do that. Infections start to rise again. He, he can shut us down again. That, that's what we're not going to stop fighting this thing. Mm. Not until they get rid of Andrews and have a have a decent leadership in this state. Let's hope he sticks to the date, Stuart, because I know our mowing franchisees will be ready to go with the other ones as well. He can work. Then Sam as well has gone here. So the same thing happened to me, and I was actually went to address it was in a whole different area. So Sam's saying the same thing with the lead allocation happened to him. But as Jim said, just let your regional franchisor know, and if mm. they knock it back, email it to Jim. Look, the, 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 there's two cases where you should be able to get your knocked off. One of them is if you're completely in the wrong area. In other words, it's the area you don't service. And the other one, if it's an obvious bogus job in every sense, like wrong email, wrong phone number, wrong everything, if you can, like, like it's somebody's put a dud lead through, those, those are the two situations you can get knocked off. If it's simply that you ring up after five minutes, they've already got somebody else, sorry, no, that's part of your 15%. So it's very limited. And then Dave McDonald says before, the problem is most people don't have work safe. And then James Steele's going to a good question. If I was a franchisee years ago and walked away, then decide to come back years later, do I have to do the training again? No, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, but no, no, we, we would never demand that. If you were a good franchisee, we'd welcome you back any time. Um, we, we often do, actually. Surprising franchisees to come back. One of the things we started to do is to... People who walk away and go independent, um, we have we found that if we ring them back after three months is the ideal time. Um, then quite frequently they want to come back because they find it's more difficult. Um, sometimes they run short of work, but also what they find is it's hard to charge the prices that we charge because we charge like ten to twenty percent more than independents, and they can't get that when they haven't got the brand. So we find it quite good success in getting people to come back. Matthew Dwyer, who's watching, hopefully, he came back after 12 years, I think, and he's doing a lot of gutters and all that sort of stuff, so it's been fantastic to hear. Um, and we've got Christopher, Christopher as well has gone, not unless you have a premise to work from or employees, too many loopholes. That's regarding the, the free K announcement as well. Then Dave McDonald says, Jim, what other comedies do you like? Keeping up appearances, etc., etc." So David wants to know what other comedies you like. What other comedies? Have you ever seen Keeping Up with Appearances? It's a funny one. No, we, we, we watched Big Bang Theory. That was that was good. Enjoyed Big Bang Theory. It, it's uh, um, you like The Office as well, don't you, Ricky Gervais? Not so much The Office. I like Ricky Gervais. I like oh. I like um, uh, of lying. lying. That's one of my favourites. Which is which is funny because he's a very anti-Christian sort of film, and <laughs> I, I find him very 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 funny, Ricky Gervais. I love um, Bob Newhart. I really love Bob Newhouse. He's old now. He's, he, he did some appearances in, in Big Bang Theory, which were really hysterically funny. But he did, he did great stuff way back in the past. Um, yeah, I don't know. Most of what I read is, um, is, not, not, is not, not fiction at all these days. I love one of the things I'm, I'm listening to now is uh, Eureka, which is by Peter Fitzsimons, which is about the Eureka Stockade. 
And it's actually very good timing because it's, 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 it's a rising of ordinary people against an arbitrary tyranny. And it reminds me of something. I can't quite think what, but it's very um, inspiring. <laughs> I love Peter Fitzsimons. He's, he's, a, he's a fantastic writer. He just brings, brings things to life in, in an amazing it's way. He's a good historian. He's a very good historian. He does a lot of the Australiana type of story, yeah. history and stuff. Like the Stockade, Eureka Stockade, I think he's done a book on and stuff that's, like that's that. What, that's what it is. It's Eureka. It's about Eureka Stockade. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. It's the, it's the actual rebellion, the one, you know, armed rebellion in Australian history and, and what caused it and stuff and, and, and the, the unfairness of the, of the taxes and so forth. And the way people got together, you're, all, <laughs> you're there cheering on the workers the whole time. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant story. It really is. Now, Gary Labana's gone, how much investment for a cleaning business in Auckland? So Jim's cleaning in New Zealand. How much is the average investment from Gary? He's asked. Oh, I couldn't say. Most businesses, most franchises with equipment and training, everything else tend to run between 20 and 30,000. But that's only, a, that's only a guess. You'd really have to, if you, if you want to pass yeah. the details through, you can even email me, jim at jims.net, and I'll get you the right details. A lot of work there for you, Gary, though. I know mowing's big there, but cleaning can... Cleaning's doing very well. There. Cleaning's actually one of our fastest growing divisions. It's actually growing a lot faster than, than mowing is. It's, it's done very, very well in, in, in recent years. Very, very and, good leadership too. And Dave McDonald says, have you watched The Misfits? I know there's The Misfits. Have you ever seen something called The Misfits? No. no. Okay, De Dion Henderson, when do the gym's mowing face masks get released? Well, you got I've got some here. They're in, there, um, in the office. We've got some. Where <laughs> are they? They're not mowing branded though. They're gyms, they're gyms group ones. This is Jim. You got a brand new one? <laughs> there it is. That one there. I've got some here. Hmm? And you've got the gyms on the side, both sides of the gyms logo. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I could roll hold of a bank on this one, hey? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do, and we had them to order, and then we thought we could get in there and post them out, but we can't. I get access to the, the office right now, so it's difficult to get anything out. But... I know I'm getting asked for monopolies and everything, and I can't do anything <coughs> until we can actually physically post the items out. So the shop will be up once we can do it. There's a whole bunch there which we'll have available for order when we can do it. One now Sam's got yeah. coming to the office. So could we have one person come to the office and just do all the mail outs? Is that possible? I don't know if we're allowed to, based on the thing. Um, I don't know because that's why I've stopped the shop online. So get get asked a bit, but we had to stop the shop because no one can physically post at the moment. So worth investigating what we what we can do. We do have people coming into the office, like like they, they work on the computers and so forth, which need to be done. Yeah, I think that's a permitted industry for the servers and things like that. That was one of them. So yeah, we mm -hmm. might have to do it. And then Dave McDonald says, Jim, you could hold up a press conference with that mask. It's <laughs> <That's> kind of <laughs> funny. Now Sam's gone into the question: How many franchises can be sold in one territory? That's an interesting question from Sam. How many franchises can be sold in one territory? Well, by definition, the territory is one per franchisee because the territory is your area, your exclusive area of um, right of first refusal. So you, you can't overlap it for the same division. If you've got the right to mowing or cleaning or testing, taking whatever it is, a job comes in there, you must have it. Um, if you're talking about in a region, which is the wider area, well, it depends on obviously on the size of the region on also, on also the kind of franchise say something like mowing can have very small territories because there's so much work whereas a division like uh, trees or mm. um has a much larger one because we, you can't fit as many franchisees in mm. that's a good question though sam but sometimes you want to have like bent, let's say if with mowing jim you'd have like bentley southeast bentley west bentley you know you have one suburb but you know multiple times as you said with really small territories when we started off we, were, we used to sell whole postcodes for mowing but <laughs> We had we had no comprehension of how successful it would be. So, so there was one guy, um, what was it, Glenn Camilleri? He, he he got the whole of Ringwood, which was about ten thousand households, and <laughs> had a great business. And then he decided he'd be go independent, and he did. And he found it was one of these people, you know, he wasn't nearly as successful as he thought because he couldn't get the right same prices. He, he went with the Grey Army and they said the prices were pathetic. So then he came back, they want my franchise back. And I said, yeah, well, you can have it back, but you can't have Ringwood. <laughs> you can have this. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had a good deal. He should never have left. Uh, but I think he does easy rental, doesn't he? Glenn does easy rental. Yeah, yeah, he, like he's now he's like doing brilliant. He's a, he's, a great, he's a great guy. Glenn, he does this easy rentals thing and he's doing, he's, he's a great ally of the business and, and we're great friends and so forth. But we should have kept Ringwood. It would have been very, 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 very valuable the longer he held if he, that. If he had kept it and split it, it would have been worth watching, <laughs> but yeah. Absolutely. Now, Paul Jones has gone, hi guys. Jim, what is your favourite band or music? It's a good question. Um, bit, bit of Metallica. 
mostly mostly Christian Christian um, songs rather than music as such. I don't even know who says them. Like um, uh, yeah, I, I kind of I, 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 yeah. your church right. There's a lot What's of that? band playing at your church. At your church, there's a lot of band and stuff, isn't there? Well, my favorite my favorite band is my church band. Actually, really, if you think about it, because I, I love to, I just love to go and sing. That's the, I think the thing I miss most about the the whole crisis is I can't go to church because you know, charismatics. We're very uh, we have a very joyful attitude towards religion, which is perhaps different from some people. But just to go there and to sing with with, with your with your fellow believers and have this great music and this great brand and this you know, best part of a thousand people in a, in a congregation. It's just a fantastic, you know, you get very emotional about it. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. So it's a bit different from what I grew up with in the old Catholic church. Perhaps not old Catholic church, kneeling down and had the old, the, the cross on the side, the pretty gruesome things like that. And yeah, that was fully. Very different. There was somebody who actually, he belonged, brought up in a, in a Catholic Maronite church and he was taken to one of these charismatic services and he and he and, and he's just looking around. He said, "But, but what, what's going on here? And you know, where's the church? What's that? What's that band doing on the stage? <laughs> Couldn't really comprehend this was church. It's 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 very different. Our church is a lot like something like Hillsong, which is which is a it's a great church, but but it's also a concert. It's very inspiring. It's 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 very very emotional. Very very. And how would you rate your singing out of ten? Oh, about two, but but that's, <laughs> that's better than what I thought. It's better than one. That's all right. Two's all right. Well, you're speaking in a, nobody hears you when you're in a big crowd, so so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, we the you're Bible a, says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It doesn't have to be musical; it just has to be joyful noise. Yeah. And very joyful, <laughs> not very musical, but very joyful. <laughs> there you go. And question from Liv's gone. Who is the who is Jim's who is or was Jim's role model? Question mark. Who is or who was your role model? Um. And not Mr. Burns. <laughs> Monty Burns. <laughs> oh, no one particular person. I learned from a lot of different people. I mean, my father, I suppose, my, my, as much as anything. Um, we didn't get on very well when I was a teenager, especially, but he's a very um, intellectually engaged man, very strong sense of integrity, very, very strong-willed. Um, determined, very serious-minded. I can remember him sitting in his office study reading Time magazine, which in those days was a, not the cultural rag it is now. Um, so my dad was pretty much, and I learned off my mother too. More than anybody else, they influenced me, I think. Mm. And, and your mum was on TV. I remember the reporter who came out an interview for Channel 7 said she, she remembered interviewing your mum. I think it was doing skydiving or something, which was quite... My mother was, was hitchhiking and skydiving and doing yeah. kinds of weird things in her 80s. She hitchhiked all the way across Canada when she, I think she was in her early 80s and stuff. So she was yeah. quite remarkable, my mother. Um, mm. Yes. <laughs> Paul Sandals has mentioned Bill Gates because you do mention Bill Gates quite a few times. That's a good comment, Paul. Yeah. Well, and certainly if you ask me who I admire in the world right now, it would be Bill Gates, absolutely. Because, because, but that's not, that's not, that's only fairly recent actually since since the Gates Foundation. I, I didn't admire him much when he was just running Microsoft. Um, mm. Of course, I mean, you don't like overpaying for software and stuff. And <laughs> But, you know, what, what he's done now is, is to contribute the both majority's fortune to, a, to an organisation that's specifically scientific, looking at the best way to help people and save lives. And then using that as an example to others like Warren Buffett. It's, it's an extraordinary thing. To, to me, he's the, he's, the, he's the man of the century, honestly. Well, his dad passed away today, and apparently his dad was a big influence on that with the philanthropy stuff. So his dad, yeah. unfortunately, I think he was like 95 or something who passed away today. It's Look, it's an extraordinary thing, actually. In the past, people would get wealth, and they just they just part a lot of wealth to their children, which often was very destructive. Um, and, and he's already made it quite clear that's not what his wealth is for. I, I think he's a good man. He's a great man. Please don't post on here about microchips or anything he's doing. Please don't. Then Brad Shee's gone. He's, is there an open forum for franchisees to put forward suggestions and issues in regards to Jim's jobs platform? I've seen a lot of negativity online and reluctance to use the platform. Everyone seems to use an alternative system to organize their day. What happened to the app, Jimbo? I personally would prefer an app for ease of access and usability on my phone from Brad. Well, Jim's jobs is an app. And it's a lot better than Jimbo ever was. Um, look, if you've got problems with it, you can email them to me, jim at jims.net, or direct to infotech at jims.net. Just say what the problems are, and they'll keep in touch with you. They've got a whole team just working on solving things. It's getting better and better and better. Um, I would say give it a go, Brad. I know there's some forums and stuff like that, but just give it a go. 
and see we're, and see we're what putting happens. we're putting a massive amount of effort into improving it and and every week it gets better and it gets improved and we're taking all the feedback and we're looking at it, all the issues and we're changing them and changing them and changing them so there's about 150 people are using it regularly now so it's 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 starting to get get some purchase and and if you used it you tried it a month ago and you try it again now you'll see some major differences I, I go in myself. I, I've got it on my phone, and I have a look at it, and 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 I play with it and say, "Why are we doing this?" And this is so much simpler if we did this. So we're redesigning the interface to try and make it. Like I looked the other day, and we were looking at how you put a job in, and and you had to click four different buttons to put to enter a new job into your diary, and that in fact, you know, it's getting changed, so it's only one, just like a a calendar. So there's all kinds of things. There was an issue too. There was I saw them. They, they developed a video to show you how to put your general ledger, which is you know how you class your your expenses and your income into different categories. And they were showing how to put it on. And I said that's crazy. If you're mowing, this is your general ledger. You can change it, but why would you? Um, different for cleaning, different for dog wash. So there's all kinds of things going on. And within a few months, it'll do stuff that no other. Uh, can do like just for example booking your jobs in for you a person rings in and instead of you having to ring back as quickly as possible they'll actually book your appointment which means you don't have to do anything but your chances of getting that job are dramatically higher and it'll figure where you are it'll figure how far apart you are at that particular time of day it'll find out from you how much time you've got to spend in getting there and it'll and it'll put it in for you and that's all you know you get beep beep and suddenly you've got a quote that you've got to go and do so there's a whole lot of things down the track of a little market for you. You've got a quiet day. You just engage the button and you'll start sending out texts to past clients and saying, would you like us to come back and clean your gutters again? I know she had it six months ago. That kind of stuff. It's all planned. It's going to be the best program in the marketplace by far.